Hello, everyone. This is SBO Prospectus, and I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell, along with the esteemed John Bricado. That's right, JB. So today, we're really going to get into a nice segment here, maximizing A or both C's. I'm going to now pass it John to give you a little insight as to who we have on. Yeah, today we have Jim Frigiletti. He's the Executive Director of Administrative Services and Operations at Iruan Bosis, located up in Western New York. So we, we brought Jim on today to really talk to us and the listeners about the importance of Bosis across New York State and all of the services that they offer. And you'll hear throughout our conversation just how critical BOCES are becoming more and more as we move forward because mm-hmm. as resources are, are diminishing, you know, we're going to have to pool our, our services and, and look more towards shared services as, as, as a solution because it's just becoming more and more difficult to, to accomplish the tasks that we right. otherwise would do on our own. So Jim does a wonderful job just kind of recapping for us everything that BOCES does for districts. We actually learned a couple of new things today about how AIDS calculated, which was really interesting. And we just really appreciated his time. So here's our interview with Jim Frigiletti. Today on the podcast, we have Jim Frigiletti. He's the Executive Director, Administrative Services and Operations at Erie One Bosis. Jim, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you on. Welcome, oh, Jim. You. How you doing there? I'm doing excellent. How about you? Good. You got a nice tan over there. No. I heard you just had a, <laughs> one of the beautiful cruises. Yeah. Awesome Thank stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, maybe we'll talk about it later on. But so we appreciate you coming on, Jim. And I know... You know, you've heard about the podcast. You're like, for us, one of the folks that I know that myself and, and many other the newer business officials coming in look up to for all the work you've done and your time on the board in the past. So we really, again, appreciate you coming on. So yeah, I just want to say too, I mean, Jim, you were one of the first people I met when I became a business official up in Western New York and we're always a great resource and always reached out to make sure that, you know, I, I all my questions were answered. So yeah, you are that go-to guy for all those, those business officials around the state too. Well, thank you. Enjoy it. Great. So, you know, having said that, before we really get down into it, really, with our questions here and whatnot, I guess, Jim, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your overall background in school business. So folks who may or may not know who you are can get a sense of Jim Fregoletti. Okay, so I probably should start off with, you know, and I know a lot of us have not started school business in a traditional manner. I'm I'm definitely one of those. I have a chemical engineering degree, and I also began before coming to Obosis as I was a physics and chemistry teacher. Mm. So there's a little unique background. I also taught computers, you know, workforce development for a, a neighboring Obosis for a little while. You know, as I was transitioning into Re One, nice. I started off in a safety risk. So I worked with the school district providing safety risk services and ended up becoming involved with the finance and legislation and policy services for Erie One, became the manager of the services. And then uh, the opening for director of finance came available back mm-hmm. in 2000 and 2000, 2000 2001. Wow. So I I've been doing this for 22 years, you know, I've worked wow. my way from director to the executive director, which is similar to the assistant superintendent for our organization. I've been Very at these for 30 years. Uh, wow. I have loved it. I've been you know, active as, you know, in New York ASBO since mm-hmm. probably the nineties, you know, and whether it's been the membership committees or 
you know, all the way up through sitting on the board and as being now our past president of New York Asheville. Wow. That's, that's a really impressive career, Jim, being at BOCES for 30 years. And, you know, my, my question for you is, you know, you've been at BOCES for 30 years, but, you know, BOCES has been around for over 70. So they are scattered throughout the state and have really become a vital resource for component districts across New York State. So can you kind of enlighten us on, you know, having been at BOCES for so long, what have you seen as some of the biggest shifts in recent years and how have those partnerships with component districts changed? All right. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, when, when I look at it, you know, the, the mainstay for BOCES has always been instruction, right? However, you know, as school districts, especially over the last you know, 20 years, you know, and budgets have gotten tighter, you know, a lot of districts have had to shave off some of their administrative functions or reduce their staffs. And, you know, but the, the duties and the jobs are still needed there. So what I've seen is, is that there's been, there's always been that kind of anchor of the instructional, but there's been a shift towards more of the non-instructional assistance. So, so the, a good example, technology. Technology, every time when you think there isn't going to be a growth, you know, something happens, you know, whether it's cybersecurity or going remote and the pandemic. Sure. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, where I've seen shifts is that BOCES have been doing more and more of the non-instructional responsibilities or duties for school districts. But we've also done, you know, whether it's from controlling pharmacy like CAP region or doing energy purchasing, whether it's, you know, us or, you know, Madison United, I think does that. But we have found different ways to provide support for school districts that just keep changing. And, you know, in, in the BOCES, that's, that's part of our mantra is, is mm-hmm. keep trying to find and making sure we shift to adjust for, to help the districts. So I, I see it more of us being the non-instructional. Okay. That's really good. That's good to know. I mean, BOCES is it, you know, that's cooperative education services, you know, and I guess for many districts, Jim, as you've just alluded to, we utilize BOCES in so many different ways. Having said that, part of this episode is us really understanding that facet, especially like you said, in recent years, having ramped up so many services. Why do you think, one, it's so important for districts now more than ever to really maximize their BOCES aid? And two, maybe if you have any suggestions about how they can you know, best go about doing so. Okay. So, yeah, I... You know, the, you know, one of the, the misconceptions with people is, you know, in, is when you're trying to look at maximizing their BOCES aid is, is to try to you know, pit one service against another. So, you know, when you look at, at BOCES you know, and the aidability of a service, the main driving factor that reduces the aidability is staffing cost. So, you know, the excess cost, that $30,000 cap, Okay. Uh, salaries, people c- try to look at that and say, well, this is a more staff intensive service. I'm going to mm. get less aid. The problem is, is when people try to do that, they, you know, one to doing themselves a disservice. You know, mm. they see, you know, I'm a firm believer that a, a district should not be buying a BOCI service unless it's something that proves cost effective and is beneficial to them. So, okay. 
if it's beneficial, that small aid reduction, because each year may change, you know, one year you may have staff that are more senior, but then somebody retires and gets less. So trying to, to balance and, and look at maximizing your, your aid because of this, you know, one service being more, you know, people intensive. If, if that was the case, you wouldn't have any of your related services or your tax because that's all people. Yeah, man. So I, I, I want to start by first saying that you, when you're trying to maximize, forget that portion, right? What you should be looking at, and it's something that, you know, we, we've talked about, and, and John, I know you're a, a, a big proponent of this, it's long-range planning. Mm-hmm. You can't do and look at, you know, what's my aid for this year going to be, or what am I going to do for this year? You need to look at what your long-term needs and what your long-term revenues and expenditures are going to be. You know, one of the things that happens is one. Think of it this way: once you're in BOCES and the BOCES aid loop, once you dump out of that loop, what's going to happen is is that if you try to come back in, there's going to be that lag. Your expense is one year, your aid is the next. So that if you find that you know you're getting there, as long as you're keeping your expense and your revenues you know, balanced and up, it flows really well. And so instead of looking at trying for the, for the BOCI services on, you know, pitting one service against the other, it should be, here's my overall revenues and expenditures. How can I maximize those and use those to my, my greatest benefit? Because you don't want to drop out of one service and realize you know, and lower your your expense because in the end you're going to lower your revenues in the future, and and ultimately if you want to add that back in sometime, it's going to be almost impossible because of this, the the cap on the revenues on the mm-hmm. tax. So my my biggest thing to districts is to try to make sure that you have an even flow and that. You know, you, you don't have any big fluctuations. And that, that's regardless of whether it's, you know, same with your purchases of equipment, right? You want to do purchases of equipment evenly so that you're controlling your expenses over time. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, it's the maximizing of aid to me is the planning of a multi-year approach to purchasing services. Oh, yeah, I, I think you make a great point. I mean, just to kind of pick things here and there to try and quote maximize aid isn't going to work. It's really going to be successful if you have a comprehensive plan that spans multiple years, because especially how the aid flows in the, in the second year of that purchase, you know, you can't just try and jump in and jump out. It just isn't going to work from that, that revenue cap, like you're talking about. So thank you for that. Moving the focus a little bit. So Again, you having been at BOCES for some time now, I'm sure you've seen everything that you can imagine and, you know, working with school business officials as well. What would you say is kind of the biggest myth about BOCES or an unknown aspect of BOCES that may not be readily apparent to your average school business official? So your aid is not based on individual services. That's probably the, 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 the biggest question that always comes up. So for example, we're a RIC and everybody goes, well, what's my aid? on this particular individual. If I, if I got a tech, you know, am I going to get the aid on it? You know, and, or what, how much aid am I going to get on that particular service? And they look at it as, well, I'm getting this more senior person, so it's going to cost me 
you know, I'm not going to get as much aid because that person has, a, you know, a higher salary deduction because of the, the 30,000. That's totally false. When we look at aid, BOCES in, in general, they tie all the aid, all the services together in a coaster. So for example, in a technology or a RIC coaster, you may have, we have over a thousand services. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter whether it's providing support for WinCap or we're providing a technician out in a school district or we're buying equipment. None of that matters specifically to a district. It all wraps up into one. And then what ends up happening is, is that there's a share each district is broken up into little pieces of a pie. That's how they're aided. They're not aided on you know, whether I'm buying more tech service. And so I'm going to get less aid because I have more people oriented. In a service that has multiple services, it's just all wrapped up in one and they're equally divided across the board. No, that's, see, I learned something oh. new today too. I didn't know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the way you spend it, I mean, I spend the way you're explaining it, I should say, Jim, is really enlightening because for me, I'm always thinking that, you know, hey, if I'm going to do aid, I'm going to look to say, well, what am I getting aid in this category? Does it make sense? You know, I got to look at the, well, what's the percentage you're going to pay both? It's 19%. But you're right. It should be a, a, a grander perspective. And it makes it makes sense in talking about it. And I guess with that, what do you see then as the future as it may relate to both services? I guess not just maybe in your BOCES, but Statewide, is there anything you can speak to on that? Well, one of the, the the fortunate things that we have right now, and you know, I, I don't know if it's because of just a change in the mentality or the, the approach that the state ed has taken, but they're allowing the BOCES to be able to to offer, you know, a, a more more variety of services that we we typically not or would not have been allowed to serve. Right. So, for example, community. Uh, the community schools coaster, where we're able to leverage outside, you know, services, whether it's boys clubs or school physicians or, or, or medical directors, or even just some of the things that we're doing with transportation. Okay. So what I what I'm seeing is the future for for BOCES as it relates to and in, in the districts is that, you know we're trying to, to fill some of the niches or some of the areas that you have the largest concern. A good example, we're really trying, and many of the BOCES are, are looking to see how, how might we provide more regional transportation services. As gas prices are, go up, and I, you know, I don't think any of us are seeing them going down in the near future, nope. is there a way to provide regional transportation? Mm-hmm. You know, is there a way for us you know, to do more with, the medical side or the workers comp or the energy purchasing, you know, and, you know, I see, you know, up in the St. Lawrence region, they're doing some solar farms and working with the net metering for solar to provide and, and to coordinate the districts. So one of the things that I see is, is that, you know, districts are also starting to utilize BOCES, not necessarily just for aidable services, but to create the forum for them to be able to, to try to move forward with some of these, these different types of needs or services. Yeah, I, th- I think as the needs grow and the resources diminish, really relying on BOCES for shared services and 
bringing multiple districts together to be collaborative is is going to be a huge thing moving forward. And I, I'm seeing myself just a, a myriad of different services that have been offered. And, you know, I think back to my last district, Jim, where you helped me with an insurance archaeologist, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but, you know, you, you were able to assist and with I. that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing how these things pop up and evolve over time as the needs change. But wrapping up here, we always give our guest speakers an opportunity to just give some words of advice. So that being said, what kind of advice would you give a school, any school business official, whether a veteran or just starting out? Breathe. You know, first of all, breathe and take your, you know, just take a step back sometimes. You know, I think we all mm. have, you know, hectic lives. You know, it's not going to get any easier. And, you know, I think we're all living through this, you know, the end of year, beginning of the year kind of brings into light how crazy life can get, but take a step back. And, and when you take that step back, take the time to think about new things that you may implement or opportunities that you have. One of the things that I, I see happen is, is that people get stagnant, in their, whether it's in their job or even at work. And you know, one of the things that I've always tried to do is, is at least try to implement one new thing, even if it's a small thing every year, you know, so that there's, you know, not only growth, but, you know, uh, the improved opportunity or increase in opportunity for whether it's staff members or services. So I always try to look for, you know, that one new thing as I'm, and you can't do that as if you're, you're so caught down in the weeds and you're, you're stressed out that you're, you're almost immobilized because things are coming at you and you're putting out fires all the time. So take that step back and breathe. Brief. I like that. Just yeah. take a deep. <sighs> <sighs> you know, meditation is good. We just an about that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Jim, we, we can't thank you enough for your time you, yeah. today. I know we, we love having, you know, so many different perspectives on this podcast and having you having such great experience and working with business officials throughout the state and your service to the organization is just, you know, we can't thank you enough and appreciate thank your, your, your yes. input and, and your advice. Thanks, Jim, for the enlightenment, adding that perspective. We really appreciate you. So you keep enjoying the rest of your summer and we do another cruise. Let us know. Yeah. Stay I mean, tan. Yeah. Thank you again for tuning in. We want to thank Jim again for his time today and his his words of wisdom and really the great insight that he's offered to us on just what BOCES does for component districts throughout the state. Yes, thanks, Jim. I mean, 30 years at BOCES, yeah. there's nothing to sneeze at. And so the wealth of knowledge you presented, hopefully for our listeners, even for ourselves, when we get on some of these episodes, John, we learn so much. So um, it's been a pleasure. And for those listening, we have a really nice, robust summer. And give us you know a little bit more insight and perspectives that, that you think you need in the SBL field. So other than that, John and I, we're here. Hope you're enjoying the summer like we are, but it's going fine fast, right? It is, man. Um, Almost August. I, I know. We're a week away from that. But in any event, this is Jack Mitchell, and I'm signing off for SBL Perspectives. Thanks, everyone.